scripture today is from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 5a. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to go to the land of Canaan. Do you know what does make a good family? living in a beautiful house like that picture, having a lot of money, you don't have to worry about money, or you have many children, good health, good relationship. What does make a good family? Do you have a good family? But what is the condition of being a good family God would desire? Today we will quest for the answer from Abraham's family. Because why did God choose Abraham's family to be a nation for the salvation of the world? The first condition of a good family is the blessing others. Genesis 12, verse 1 says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. Abram's family had to live their home turf where they were welcomed, familiar, and trusted, and could be themselves. And Abram, Abram this time, Abram was rich, and living, was living in the most fertile land of Euphrates River. Wonderful place. Why? But the question is, why did Abram accept this offer from this unknown God? <coughs> Yahweh, Yehoah. The Lord means Yehoah. It's just new, new to Abram and new to everybody. How? Because only we can think of because the Yahweh, the Lord said, I will make you, make of you a great nation because 
I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and, he, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth, all the families of the earth, the whole world shall be blessed through your family. You know what? It's no surprise because blessing others is the consistent message of the Creator, Yahweh. Last thing I'll share with you, we are created to be the keepers of others, one another. Is your family blessings to other families? In your neighborhood? Is our church family, we, our blessing for those families in Aparada, our community? Would we, would you, would I leave our home, your home, my home? where our confidence is, where the safety is, where the security is, to be blessing to others? Or will we just stay at our home? The second condition of a good family is a choosing good over evil. When Abram faced the challenge between his servant and his nephew Lot's servants over the pasture for feeding their livestock. So this is business. This is money. When we're facing money issue within the family, usually it gets ugly, right? But Abram, the uncle, Abram, let Lot choose first. And of course, Lot chose the Jordan Valley, which is fertile, the great land for, you know, pastures. It's a river, Jordan River. So you don't have to worry about, you know, getting hay or, you know, food for the, the livestock. But the Bible says there was Sodom, the sin city. Sodom is in Jordan Valley. But Abram, so Abram had to choose the other side, the Canaan, the harsh land, depending on the rain for the pasture. Depending on, you have to, depending on God's mercy and grace, all the time. Uncertainty, in other words. Which one would you choose? Security or uncertainty? For your family. But the question is, 
When we make a decision for our family, what do we choose? Safety or risk? Well-being or hardship? Of course, we will choose safety, security, prosperity, well-being, no hardship, no risk, right? For our family, for your family. But let's remember whether we are choosing good or evil. Prosperity without God is curse. But hardship with God is a blessing. Right? The third condition of a good family is being holy. In other words, being part of a community with the same faith. God commanded Abram and all the males in the family to be circumcised. To remember and believe God's covenant. The promise of being a nation to be blessing for the world. But this time, Abram was 99 years old. Remember, he left his home when he was 75. Right? Almost for to- over 25, 24 years, 25 years. And all of a sudden, Abram was a childless, except Ishmael through his servant. And all of a sudden, God want him to remember and believe the covenant he made 24 years ago and still he's a childless through Sarah. This is holy. Being different from the rest of the world. Holy in Hebrew is kadosh, which means being separated, being different from the rest of the world, to be dedicated to the Lord, to Yahweh, to my God, exclusive of my God, being different from the world. What is a different? Believing that, being a 99 years old, still childless, but still believing God will bless him with a child and being circumcised. It was impossible to believe. But he believed. Abraham believed. And he was circumcised. So being holy means being different from the world. If we believe something believable or all the world will believe, we are not different. We are sane, right? But if we believe something that the world will never believe, then we are different. And there is a holiness. That's holy. 
That is a sign of joining the community of same faith. God desires. If, but if we believe the same thing the world believes, there's no difference. Then we are not holy. Then we, we have no power. There's no impact. There's no change. The families around us. Right? If we believe the exactly same way the families around us believe, what would be the change? What would be the difference? Where will be the power? The fourth condition of a good family is interceding for others. That's pretty our enemies. How can we pray for our enemies or evil people? When God sent angels to destroy the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, for their sin was very grave. But Abram stood before the angel, before the Lord, to stop him and said, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Abraham tried to intercede between God and the sinful people. And he started negotiation. And he come down to, what if there's a ten? And the Lord said, even there's a ten people in those cities, I will not destroy. But there weren't even ten righteous in those cities, so God utterly destroyed them, we know. Right? But when we pray, when we see the people, when we see the nation, very evil nation, do we really pray for Do we really intercede for them like that? Even there's only 10 people out of a whole city, out of a whole country, only 10 people. It, are they really deserved for that? Only ten, for only 10 people. Are they really worthy to be saved? But that is what God's intention. If there was ten, God would have saved them. And that, is, that means that Abraham's heart and God's heart is the same. Today we're watching the world evil. So violent, nations killing each other. And what do we pray for them? Do we intercede for only for the people, the good people on our side? Christians? Or do we want the whole world, regardless their religion, regardless which country they belong to, and pray for them to repent and being saved. I mean, we don't have to go that far. Do we intercede for the outcast? The people, the society, our society despise. 
problems of our society. Do we intercede for them? Even though the world thinks that they are not worthy. The fifth condition of a good family is a reconciling with within family, actually. Within family. The family may dispute. We can fight, but we must reconcile. When Abraham was 85 years old, Sarah, the wife, wanted to have a child through her Egyptian servant, Hagar. So Hagar, I don't know, Hagar, as a slave, she had a choice or not. But anyway, Hagar gave birth, a son, to their master, Ishmael. Then, 15 years later, Sarah gave a birth when she was 90 years old. Isaac was born. Of course, so Sarah wanted to cast Hagar and Ishmael out of family. And the Lord said to Abraham, do as Sarah asked. So many people misunderstand God. We think God chose Isaac to be the inheritor of Abraham's family because salvation is through this homogeneous pedigree. Absolutely not. God embrace our disobey, our mistakes. And even we got a hint of God's broader standard of salvation through the circumcision. When Abraham circumcised all the males in the family, God included those foreign slaves to be circumcised as well. God never intended salvation only through the children of Abraham. Even his employee, foreign employee, slaves. Even Hagar, Egyptian, and the son Ishmael. When Hagar and Ishmael were in the desert hopelessly, the angel said to her, What troubles you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Up! Lift up the boy and hold him fast with your hand, for I will make him into a great nation. We know they became the Arabs. We know the descendants of Lot, descendants of Easter, they're all living in the area. Edomites, Ammonites, they're still living there. Not in a good relationship with Israelites, even still today. But they're all blessed by God. Bible never said, I will curse 
Esau's children, his descendants, or Lot's descendants. What if Abraham and Sarah embraced Hagar and Ishmael as being inclusive, as a, my family? You guys are my family. You know, but it is really weird. Abraham had six more children through other servants. Later, they stayed at home. But only Ishmael and Hagar were kicked out. What if Abraham and Sarah embraced them? Would their history have been same, the same? What if we embrace our own mistakes and others' mistakes and reconcile? Would our family, would our society, our nation be the same as? The last condition of a good family is worshiping God alone. God tested, it was a final test. God tested Abraham by sacrificing his son Isaac as a burnt offering. It's a horrifying. How on earth sacrificing human as a burnt offering? But it was common in the region at the time. It was common. For even good harvest, they sacrificed the human being. Common. But this God, the God of Abraham, Yahweh, who is the creator of life, regarded the killing life as the worst sin ever. Only the penalty of a killing is a killing the death. But then why this God, Yahweh, commanded Abraham to sacrifice Isaac? Such an absurd thing, insane thing. Because to remind Abram that life is from God and life is his. God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Maria, Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I shall tell you. You know what? God intentionally repeated three times, who is Isaac to Abraham? Your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, three times. Because that is how we love our children. That is how Abraham loved Isaac. My son, my only son, Isaac, I love. But that was wrong. Then Abraham worshipped Isaac. Because Abraham thought Isaac is his. 
But God wants us to worship God alone, to love our children. Because they are God's and precious to God. Only one to God. And God loves our children more than we love our children. So God tried to teach Abraham, this is how you should love Isaac. As I love, as God would love, in the fear of God, we should love our children. Not as your property, not as your possession. But many parents, not fearing God, just fearing the world, And they're fearing what other people think. Not God. And they would do anything to their children according to the fear for the world. Aren't we? Parents, aren't we do that to our children? Do we really fear of God? And we discipline our children? Or we discipline our children because of what other people might think? So God said, do not lay your hands on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Do you, your family, worship God alone? Or do you, do we worship what we think we owned. Family of God. It was not a coincidence that God took them to the land of Moriah. On the rock, Abraham tried to sacrifice Isaac. Jerusalem temple was built. Later, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, was crucified on the mountain, in the land of Moria. It is coincidence? No. God, our Heavenly Father, who stopped Abraham to sacrifice his son, he sacrificed his own son to save us. We cannot save the world, but God can. When we consider the world as God loved the world, God can. Because God so loved the world, God sent His Son, only Son, whom He loved and was killed. Do we, do you want a good family? Do we want to be a good family of Ephrata, our community? And do we want a good family of our world on this planet? Then let's leave our home turf and go to where God tells us 
the new and strange, uncertain, the land. And let's be holy by being different from the world. When, other, when the rest of the world don't believe, let's believe that what God directs us. And intercede for others, even they are our enemies. And embrace and reconcile our own mistakes, our own sin, and others. To become a good family together and worship God alone. So we love our children. So we love other families, others' children, as God would love. And this is how we become a good family of God. Amen.